Come on, just worship him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Come on, let me just hear the saints just worship him. Come on. Thank you, Father. Come on, open up your mouths. Come on. Thank you, Father. The Father's in the house. He's in the house. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to Morning Inspirations. I hope everybody's feeling blessed on this beautiful, beautiful Monday morning. Let's give God some praise. Holy Spirit, come on into the room this morning and have your way. Heavenly Father, we come boldly to the throne this morning. We cast all our cares upon you this morning. We thank you this morning, Father God, for the very breath that you breathe into our bodies, Father God. We recognize your power and that you're able to do all things, Father God. We recognize this morning your grace and your mercy because we know that it is new every single day, Heavenly Father. We thank you this morning, Father God, for that breath, Father God. We thank you this morning for your grace and your mercy because we know that it is new every single day, Father God. As we go on our day-to-day, Father God, let our eyes stay steadfast on your word. Let our hearts stay steadfast on your word, Father God. Let us not lean to our own understanding on this day, Father God, but cast all our cares upon you this morning, oh, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, let us go boldly into the world today, Father God, with your name on our lips, oh, Father God, singing your praises and your glory, Father God. As we go forth, Father God, let your light shine so ever so brightly in us, Father God. As you said in your word, Father God, we will put a lamp under the under the nightstand so we will not put you under the nightstand on this day, Father God. But we will go forth, Father God, and keep our eyes on the kingdom of heaven, Father God. And we will go forth today, Father God, giving someone a word, Father God. Let wisdom and understanding be our God on this day. Bless our family and our friends, O Heavenly Father. Lead them in the way that you want them to go, O Heavenly Father. We thank you this morning, Father God, for being able to dwell under your almighty shadow, O Heavenly Father. We thank you for being our butler and our shield, O Heavenly Father. We thank you, Father God, for the anointing that you have on our lives, O Heavenly Father, and for picking us, for choosing us, O Heavenly Father. You didn't have to do it, but you did, O Heavenly Father. As we go through this day, Father God, we just come with thanksgiving, Father God, asking nothing, O Heavenly Father, of ourselves, Father God, but use us as a vessel on this day, Father God, to be a blessing to someone else, Father God. Let us love our neighbors on this day day, Father God. Let us not lean to our own understanding and stand on our posts in which you assigned us on this day, Father God. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise, O Heavenly Father. We go forth this day boldly, Father God, with your name on our lips. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. We just thank him this morning for all that he's doing in our lives. Just thank him sometimes. Just thank him. God knows what you're in need of. He knows what you're in need of. He says in his word, he knows every strand that we have upon our head. He trust him. Trust him. He knows to stand on your faith. Stand on solid 
foundation. Be in your word. Get in your word. That is the solidest foundation that you could ever stand on and watch God proceed to do all things in your life. He will be your doctor, your lawyer. He will even be the spokesperson for you in that boardroom for that important meeting that you may or may not have. He will be your psychiatrist. He will be a lifter of your spirits. All you got to do is call on the name Jesus and he will be right there. He never leaves us. We always leave him. So remember that. Go back in your memory if you had a bad moment or a bad day and remember where you left him. Then go back because he's right where you left him. Go back in your heart and in your brain and let God have his way in your life. So, on this Monday morning, we are going to finish off where we left off uh, on Friday. I thought I was going to be able to get through it on Friday, but I didn't. Because I kind of felt like it was uh, something important that I wanted to say about chapter 49 and chapter 50. So, we left off with Joseph's sons, Manasseh and Ephraim being blessed by Jacob. And my Bible tells me that when Joseph saw his father lay his hands on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him. So he took hold of his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. And Joseph said to his father, not so, my father, for this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He also shall become a people, and he also shall be great. But truly his younger brother shall be greater than he, and his descendants shall become a multitude of nations. And I wanted to back up right there because my Matthew Henry gives me something to ponder on. And it says in my Matthew Henry, the, with the blessing of Jacob when he blessed the uh, two sons of Joseph, this is more remarkable because of the apostle makes particular mention of it. Jacob is blind with age. So Jacob is like his father before him when he was old, dim with sight. And take note that he has the honor of aging. He has the honor of aging, but his eyes are dim. But my Matthew Matthew Henry tells me the Holy Spirit and and God upon him allows him to prophesy to these two young boys. As it is natural in life for our health to fail us. He is not failed by God's presence. And it reminds me in my Matthew Henry that when Jacob wrestled with a man and his name was changed, all the evil that was be- took place before him, everything that he thought to do, whether it was get Esau to sell him his birthright, 
down to the issues he had with Laban, down to the things that his sons did for for their sister. All those evil things was washed away. And it's like that for us today. God put that in place when Jesus came and died on that cross for us. That when you turn your life and make a covenant with your heavenly father, all things become new. You put down the old and you pick up the new. When you commit yourself to your heavenly father, that is what we are supposed to be doing. And when you do those things and and you're still trying to live and walk in this world, the Holy Spirit will convict you because of the covenant that you made with God. But our Heavenly Father still loves us. And as we see right here, Jacob was able to see all his sons together once again and then some. He was able to get to know his grandsons. My Matthew Henry tells me that Joseph was very fond I mean, Jacob was very fond of Joseph's sons. And when he blesses them, he blesses them as he patterns after Abraham and Isaac. And he references Abraham and Isaac's God. As we much do today, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. He calls the God before them whom Abraham and Isaac walked. And they were observant and they obeyed God. In the blessing, he crossed his hand and placed him on Jacob's right hand. This was the order in which the prophecy had to take place. This is the order of what God wanted, how God wanted things to happen. It's not because he was particularly fond of one or the other. But truly, Menasal would be great, but Ephraim would be greater. And as we go further in the word, the tribe of Menasal is divided. One half on the side of the Jordan and the other half on the other side. The foresight of Jacob's hand cross. My Matthew Henry tells me, note, grace observes not the order of nature, nor does God, but by the distinguishing favor of his covenant, advance the younger above the elder. Note, the same thing happened with Abel above Cain. So here, he's not doing it as the old Jacob that wanted to do by anything, by, by any means necessarily for Joseph by finding favor. He's doing it because he recognized the power of God and the power of the prophecy. And my Matthew Henry tells me, as his eyes is dim. He's he's still able to recognize the gifts that God has bestowed upon us, upon him. 
So, this is the blessing that he gives unto Joseph's boys. And we'll get into that as we continue this journey, God's will, in the future. Chapter 49. And Jacob called his sons and said, Gather together that I may tell you what shall befall you in the last days. Gather together and hear you, sons of Jacob, and listen to Israel, your father. And he starts to go down the line. And he starts to tell his sons, gives them each his thoughts, his blessings. My Matthew Henry tells me he's particularly happy that his family is gathered together. But he has to he has to give them what God has given him before he returns to his father. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might in the beginning of my strength, the excellence of dignity and the excellence of power. Unstable as water, you should not excel because you went up to your father's bed. You guys remember when I at when I said earlier why did they throw that tidbit in there that Reuben laid with one of his one of his father's concubines? Then you defiled it and went up to my couch. Simon and Levi are brothers. Instruments of cruelty are they in their dwelling place. Let not my soul enter their council. Let not my honor be united to their assembly. For in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they hamstrung an ox. Cursed by their anger, for it is fierce, and their wrath, for it is cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Judah, you are whom your brothers shall praise. Your hands shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's children shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He bows down, he lies down as a lion, and as a lion who shall arise him. The scepter shall not depart from Judah nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shalom comes. And to him shall be the obedience of the people binding his donkey to the vine and his donkey's colt to the choice vine. He washed his garments in wine and his clothes in bloods of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine and his teeth whiter than milk. Zeppelin shall dwell by the haven of the sea. He shall become a haven for ships and his borders shall adjoin sit-in. Issachar is strong 
is a strong donkey lying down between two burdens. He saw the rest was good and that the lamb was pleasant. And he bowed his shoulder to bear a burden and become a band of slaves. Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. And Dan shall be a serpent by the way, a viper by the path that bites the horse heel so that its rider shall fall backwards. I have waited for you, salvation, O Lord. Gade a troop shall trample upon him, but he shall triumph at last. Bread from Asher shall be rich, and he shall yield royal daintings. Napatali is a deer let loose. He uses beautiful words. Joseph is a fruitful barrel. A fruitful barrel by a whale. His branches run over the wall. The arches have bitterly grieved him, shot at him, and hated him. But his bow remained in strength, and the arm of his hands were made strong by the mighty hands of God of Jacob. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel, by God of your father who will help you, and by the Almighty who will bless you with blessings of heaven above. Blessings. Blessings of the deep that belies beneath. Blessings of the breast and of the womb. The blessings of your father have excelled the blessings of my ancestors up to the most bound of everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him who was separated from his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning he shall devour prey, and at night he shall divide the spoil. And all these are the twelve tribes of Israel. And this is what their father spoke to them. And he blessed them. He blessed each one according to his own blessing. Then he charged them and said to them, I am to be gathered to my people, bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of hiding. Guys, I'm going to stop right there because I just wanted to get the blessing out. And, 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 and this is just my interpretation for those of you that are Bible scholars. <laughs> You know, when I sit back and I read that and I reread it, I've read it before. And I guess it didn't gather to me what exactly I was reading. And then I was so excited to be in the Word. I was so excited to turn my life over to Christ. It, it, I, I read it as if it was a story, which it, the Bible is. It's a roadmap to life. But then I started to think about it in our today's society in terms when a mother and a father say they know their children they truly do back in the olden days they truly truly did 
My mother used to have this saying, I have eyes in the back of my head. <laughs> that means she knew what you were doing and what you did before she did it. And we all have that spirit in us. We have that spirit of fear when we think about something, something to wash over us, that something may just not be right with our children. Might hit our conscience. I wouldn't say fear. I guess that's the wrong choice of words. But we know when something's just not right amongst our children, a mother's love. I used to tell my husband all the time, he say, did you hear what I said? And I find myself zoned out somewhere because I had, I call what, I call that mother's ears. When you so used to having children in the house, you tune out the unimportant stuff. But let them come in the house or think they're whispering something that you can't hear. Those antennas and those ears turn back on. What'd he just say? What'd she just say? (laughs) And hear the blessing to the 12, the 12 tribes. Is this is the prophecy that God bestows on Israel for his sons. And this is the beginning. As he sees it, as God sees it. And I'm always saying, we can say and do whatever we want to say and do. But God is in control of our lives. He knows what's best for us. And we can fight it all we want, but he will get the glory in everything that we do. So you might as well just give in, because it will be his way. We'll go down the street and around the corner doing it our way, only to waste time and years because we ultimately still have to go back to God's way. So over in 50, we find out that Jacob indeed passes away. And they take him and they embalm him as it is the custom of the Egyptians. And it was required for 40 days after they were embalmed to hold him there. And the Egyptians mourned for Joseph's loss for 70 days. And when the days of mourning had passed as it was accustomed to Egypt, Joseph spoke to the household of Pharaoh saying, if now I have found favor in your sight, please speak in the hearing. Pharaoh said, my father made, he said to Pharaoh, my father made me swear saying, behold, I am dying in my grave, which I dug for myself in the land of Canaan. There you shall bury me. Now, therefore, please let me go up and bury my father, and I will come back. And Pharaoh said, Go up and bury your father, as he has made you swear. So Joseph went up to bury his father, 
with all the servants of Pharaoh, the elders of his house, and all the elders of the land of Egypt. He took an army. As well, all the house of Joseph, his brothers and his father's house. Only their little ones, their flock, and they heard. They were left in the land of Goshen. And there went up with them both chariots and horsemen. And it was a very great gathering. He had a great home going. And that's what we do as people. We are to celebrate our loved ones' lives. We will mourn. And it will hurt. Grief is something to deal with. But it does pass. It hurts the heart in that moment. But one day you'll look up and find yourself in a place where it gets a little bit easier. But then that's where God's grace and mercy comes in at. Because your thoughts would drift to that person in particular, that loved one. And you'll remember the good times. You'll remember... You'll remember the good times of that person. And when the inhabitants, chapter 50, verse 11. And when the inhabitants of the land of Canaanite saw the morning at the threshing floor of Atat, they said, This is a deep morning of Egyptians. Therefore, its name shall be called Abel Mizram, which is beyond the Jordan. So his sons did so his sons did for him just as he had commanded them. For his sons carried him to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave. After he, after he had buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt and his brothers and all who went up with him to bury his father. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil which we did to him. So they sent messenger to Joseph saying, Before your father died, he commanded, saying, Thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespasses of your brothers and their sins, for they did evil to you. Now please forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. When his brothers also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we are your servants. And Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for I am in the place of God. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day, to save many peoples alive. Now therefore, do not be afraid, I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. So Joseph dwelt 
in Egypt, he and his father's household, and Joseph lived to be 110 years. Joseph saw Ephraim's children to the third generation. These children, sons of Menachah, were also brought up on Joseph's knee. And Joseph said to his brethren, I am dying, but God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land to a land in which he swore to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob. Then Joseph took an oath from the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. So Joseph died, being 110 years old, and they embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. So here we have it. Joseph's dream indeed came about. The one that his brothers had carried so much hatred, the dreamer, as they called him in the beginning. They did bow. They did, excuse me, bend the knee. Guys, I got to stop drinking coffee. (laughs) They did bow. They did bend the knee to his brother. In fear. Because I found that to be a little bit deceptive myself. And my Matthew Henry didn't pretty much speak, pick up on it. But they were afraid. And they sent message that their father said, commanding. They leaned on Joseph's affection for Israel, for Jacob. Maybe if we tell him, Daddy said it, and we've all been there, maybe he'll listen. But he said to them, Do not be afraid, for I am in the place of God. That's the new us. When we make that covenant with our Heavenly Father, all things are made new. And we are to work on those things. So we're, he's not in a place of malice or hatred. And he asked them, am I not in the place with my God? You don't have to worry about me. I'm not seeking any evil and any revenge. And I think about that in our present lives as I end. Again, I love this book. And everything in it. But as I go down my journey for the second time, I realize exactly what my aunt said. The Bible is the roadmap to life. Go right. Go straight and turn right, as she would say. And we could see the hand of God all over Joseph and everything that he did. Israel, Abraham, Isaac, and the turn of events. Sometimes people and things will throw curveballs at us. But if we keep our hands in God's hand, he will ultimately 
get the glory. Don't hold something too close to the vest that you can't let the oil get through and let God have his way in your life. Try to chip away at that bitterness by holding on to something in God's word. Try to give someone a kind word each day, a stranger. Start making those things your practice, even if it's not reciprocated. Because the more repetitious you are in doing something, the better you enjoy it. You'll wake up one day and you'll enjoy it. When I first started reading my word, I was new in Christ. And I was determined that I was going to read a section a day. And some mornings I would wake up and I just didn't feel like it, but I did it anyway. And as I went on and on my journey, because of the stubbornness in me and not liking to be defeated at anything, I was able to get through a couple chapters. And then I woke up one day and realized I was so anxious. I couldn't wait to get into my word. I couldn't wait to see what happened next. This year on my journey, as I'm in my word, I can't wait to have that word instilled on the inside of me. And let wisdom have her way. He says that in Proverbs. Let wisdom be your sister and understanding your next to kin. When you got those two things down on the inside of you, absorbing this daily bread, it's going to be nothing. It's going to be second nature to be right, to love thy neighbor, to trust God with all things in your life. But it takes time. It does take time. As my auntie helps me walk this thing out, she did say to me, Victoria, your flesh did not get saved. Your spirit got saved. So constantly, constantly, you will be battling that flesh. It's a constant battle, and it never stops. So be reminded of that. Don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. We all make mistakes, but I am so glad that God put provisions in, in his word for me. I can fall down seven times and get back up. Don't hold too strong to that, though. Go straight and turn right. It means when you recognize the mistakes that you've made in your life, try to clean yourself up the best that you can. And what you can't do, turn it over to our Heavenly Father and leave it right there at the door. He said, cast your cares upon me. Take up my yoke.
So we'll dive into Exodus as we return. I'm going to take the rest of the week off. There will be no more morning inspirations this week. No regular show. Of course, we've been on a break on my regular show. If you guys don't listen to my regular show, we released the first episode of season five, Queen's Table Talk, and the trailer came out on Saturday. And if you haven't already, head on over to our YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel. You can key in 12th Street Talk Back. It comes up or it's www.youtube.com slash street talk 12. And it will pop right up. I'm going to take the rest of the week off for morning inspirations as well as my regular show. As I was supposed to be on vacation the whole month of September, I continued to do the morning inspirations. I have taken on some projects that's going to require my attention in full swing this fall, winter. So I want to take one week of rest, not get on the mic, and just fellowship with my Heavenly Father and uh, just have some quiet time. I have some quiet time and not have to be on a schedule of putting out any episodes. So I think I'm going to take the rest of this week off and I will pick back up the first week in October as our regular scheduled show will continue. You can catch us Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays for morning inspirations. You can catch us Tuesdays. And Fridays for my regular scheduled show, 12th Street Talk Back, where we have two spinoff shows. One is Freedom Fridays Gal Chat with myself and my co-host, Miss Riri, only available on YouTube, as well as we have our spinoff, The Queen's Table Talk, and our first episode aired on September the 23rd with my girls kicking it with your girls and from the things about us, Viana. That is also available on all your listening platforms as well as if you want a visual of my guest and myself, you can find us on YouTube as well as Spotify. So let your girl get some rest If you have to, go on over into Exodus and start the journey. So by the time we pick up in October, you'll be way ahead of your girl. And if not, and you love, love, love me sharing my stories and my um, revelations that God has given me about his word and as I apply it to my life, then you take the week off yourself. Peace and blessings to you all. And if it be in God's will, we'll see you on the next time around. This podcast is sponsored by Faithful Counseling. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Victoria J. from 12th Street Talk Back and Morning Inspirations. Did you guys pour into yourself? I hope you poured into yourself today. If not, sometimes we can need a little bit more pouring. 
And today I'm here to offer you just that with my new friends and partners, Faithful Counseling. You all always hear me talk about partnering with my Christian Conrads and Christ and always needing that extra shoulder to lean on as well as my faith. Well, today you can take comfort in having that exact same partner with Faithful Counseling. Thank you, Faithful Counseling, for sponsoring this podcast. With Faithful Counseling, you will get access to your needs and you'll be matched with your own licensed professional therapist who is a practicing Christian. That's right, who is a practicing Christian. You can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's text, chat, phone, or video call. And you can message your therapist at any time to schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. And if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional cost. With Faithful Counseling, you get the same professionalism and quality you can expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. More scheduling, flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at FaithfulCounseling.com slash 12 Street Talk Back. That's FaithfulCounseling.com slash 12 Street Talk Back. I've also linked it in the description below. Let's start pouring into yourself today with your new partner at Faithful Counseling.